All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the All Bound Awesomeness podcast brought to you by Impressa Solutions. Today, I have a very smart, very fun guest, Trevor Park. Trevor Park is the VP of Marketing for Rent Dynamics based in Seattle, Washington. His focus has always been to connect people with one another to provide everyone he works with with access to transparent and reliable data, strategic solutions, and world-class support. As the VP of Marketing for Rent Dynamics, he continues to work with all aspects of the company to provide creative input and strategic solutions to continue to put rent dynamics at the front of the industry when looking at companies that are both consumer and customer centric, as well as leading the industry as rent dynamics continues to grow. When Trevor is not working, he and his wife are pretty obsessed with the newest addition to the family, little Ella. Born in October, she is definitely keeping them busy. They love exploring new parts of the Pacific Northwest, and trying new tequilas. Trevor also spends his free time working with nonprofits to improve their marketing, events, community outreach, and corporate philanthropy programs. Trevor, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited. I, I'm, I'm really glad you reached out. I had a lot of fun working with you uh, back at BetterBot. So it's, it's great to, to reconnect. Yeah, no, I'm really excited to uh, to get caught up and get some of your thoughts on some of the you know current marketing trends and all of that kind of good stuff. So, really quickly, um, it sounds like you are going to be in my seat uh, pretty soon. Yes, um, I I took on a big big endeavor um, called Dynamic Insights, and it is our content series that we actually. First two episodes are going live today at the time of recording. So Friday, um, March 17th, we're going live in just a couple hours with our first two episodes. Um, it's, it's a really interesting concept for us in the sense that instead of having just one tried and true, here's the theme for every piece of content, we're, we're breaking it up into kind of four pillar groups. Uh, the first is uh, multifamily marketing. And we're meeting with different marketing leaders throughout the multifamily industry. We have another one that is dynamic leaders. And so we're meeting with other leaders throughout the industry. The last two, one of which um, is focused on like philanthropy and doing good. And what are people doing to give back to their communities? I think one thing that's really interesting about multifamily is every apartment building creates its own little ecosystem of community and people and environment like just social good just through what they can do with their own residents and i want to highlight that i want to like talk a little bit more about it there's i don't think a single focus right now that just focuses just on what that's happening with um and then the final piece is hot takes and so that one's going to be uh me going around with my camera uh to all the events that we're going to this year um, and asking people what their hot take is based off of whatever question I come up with for that specific conference or event. And uh, just going to be quick little sound bites that we'll throw in there. So it'll have four different types. And so each episode might be different or focused on one of those four pillars. So it's going to be, it's going to be different, but it should be fun. No, that's, that's really exciting. So I think people will be watching you before watching you on this. So yes. <laughs> really exciting. So, and then 
where will you be uh, promoting it if people want to catch uh, Dynamic Insights? Um, they can they can catch it on on LinkedIn. So if they go to Rent Dynamics at LinkedIn, um, they can also go to rentdynamics.com and we'll have um, a URL that's rentdynamics.com slash dynamic dash insights. Um, it'll also be primarily focused in YouTube. Uh, it'll just so happen to also have a podcast audio version available that'll go live at the end of the month. But we're primarily focused on uh, video and written content that will be shared out. So it'll be it'll be great. Oh, that's really cool. And speaking of LinkedIn, um, if after this interview, everyone should probably want to connect with Trevor, go stalk yes. him on LinkedIn. Yeah, I love <laughs> connecting with people. Um, so feel free to send me a connection request and reach out. Awesome. So ready to dig into the questions? Let's go. All right. So first of all, you are the VP of Marketing for Rent Dynamics. What does your role look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Oh man, it's it's a little different every single day. Um, I got a great team. Uh, we have a product marketer, a growth uh, growth marketer that's starting uh, next week. Uh, we have a field marketing specialist and a marketing specialist. And so every day it's just a little bit different in how I can support the team, but it's also, we're very much focused in revenue and how marketing can support and drive revenue. So really my day starts out with looking at what pipeline is looking like and what's gone cold um that's where i feel like marketing can really have a good support system it's kind of rewarming any cold leads that have happened um and then i talk a lot with our sales team and kind of figuring out where they are wanting to get their foot in the door um one of the things that i feel like is it is it good skill set of mine and probably one of my life mottos is connecting the dots for people. And so I have a really good knack for identifying who's the point person at that company that we should reach out to and finding something that I can send to them or email them or message them that will spark their interest and get a conversation going. And so that's where I kind of start my day. And then as the day progresses, I dive into product, I dive into our company brands, I dive into what we're doing for content. Um, we have a resident, like we have a B2C side, so we do resident marketing as well as a B2B side. So we also do client marketing. And so figuring out what we need to do for our residents to get them to enroll into our program, but then also thinking about our clients and how we can better support them and provide them with all the resources they need to use our products effectively. That's um, that's awesome, and yeah. it sounds it's a lot. It makes it's me tired just yeah. listening to <laughs> yeah to what your average day sounds like. Um, you touched on something uh, as you start your day and as you're reaching out to folks. I was curious about you know I'm a big proponent of leveraging marketing and sales hand in glove, letting them be buds, breaking down silos, etc. How do you think sales teams can go about getting the most out of marketing? Open dialogue, I think, is the first and foremost. Um, I feel like, and and hopefully nobody in sales takes offense to this, but I feel like sales is very much like a, I'm I'm a sole driver of my own business, and it's like you have your sales team, and I feel like there's good collaboration that happens every now and again, but it's usually need based versus like just transparency based, and we've been really good within rent dynamics to make sure that that's not the case so like every month i'm meeting with at least at least one time 
with our each salesperson and asking, what do you what do you want warmed up? What do you need um, refreshed? What kind of content do you need this month? That kind of stuff. And like just constantly asking them questions, figuring out what events we can get them in front of, what clients we can do. And so that transparency really allows us to be effective. Because I think our our skill set is like, how do we creatively sell something? And they are, how do I just sell it? And so we're able to kind of bridge that gap a little bit by having that handoff a little bit more open. No, that's really awesome. And I think transparency is one of the things that it's so vital throughout an organization to be able to actually get things accomplished uh, yeah. in a way that's going to be the most effective if folks are are holding back and, you know, being withholding doesn't really help much of anything, particularly there. So any other like tips for marketers to best collaborate with sales teams? Um, if you don't already have one, create a resource center uh, that's easy for them to navigate and pull things from. Um, it's not not a Google Google Drive folder. It's not a Teams folder. It is it is like a Notion page or it is a, a Zendesk page where it has everything that they would ever want in one clear view. Um, so that if they're asking you for one sheeters every week, you create a page that's just dedicated to one sheeters and you have them tabbed to where it's client specific, product specific. Um, content specific so that all they have to do is they type in three words and it pulls up the exact one seater that they're wanting makes your life so much easier and makes their life a lot easier too. If we could only convince all of our clients to do something like that, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's, it's not an easy task. I, I would say we're, I'm a year in as of two days ago into rent dynamics and we're still building our resource center. There's, there's historic stuff that salespeople have been using and account managers have been using long before I started that we are just now finding out about. So it's like refreshing those pieces of content, making sure that it's on brand and then uploading it to the right spot, building out the resource for it, making people aware of it. It's a, it's a, it's a process, but I think if you get in a good habit of putting that stuff out there and instead of sending them the file when they ask for it, send them the link to the file it kind of helps bridge a little bit more of that, like teaching them to fish mentality versus just handing them the fish. Um, so yeah. No, I, I, I love it. And I, I think it's really important for marketers to remember that they're not the only ones creating content. Uh, yeah. Effective sales teams churn out so much content that can be so oh valuable. Gosh. I, that is one thing. So we, we have such a cool team in the sense that everybody's very active on LinkedIn. They they all are posting things that they're doing, the fact that they're going to different markets, they're meeting with different clients, and they can shout that out. That's that's our con- like one of our content arms right there is that we have nine salespeople all posting things daily, if not weekly, and they tag the company, they tag the other companies, and it creates this great resource. I can I can always see when we have these upticks of who's posting on what day because you'll see little spikes of traffic happening because somebody posted about something. Can I say this is like the dream scenario? If we yeah, convince every lucky. organization I am, I am pretty we lucky. 
Gosh, yeah. If we could convince everyone we worked with to to engage in this way, it would be just brilliant. Because really, when you have a sales team that's working uh, to help promote and amplify your content, to act as a voice, to be able to be proactive, you're able to really amplify so much more than if you were just grinding away on your, your brand page and keeping your fingers crossed that someone sees it. There is a trade-off to the, or there's 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 a, a curve slightly. There were not all salespeople like to be active on social, and so the ones that don't like being active on social, it usually falls into two categories. One, they just don't like it. They they don't like being on social. They don't like the concept of it. But then two, it's they just don't have the time to come up with the ideas or the content. And so we actually, I have uh, a Notion page that is. 30 post themes where it's here's here's the post theme here is some general examples of content and here's what an image or whatever you could post with that content and we create the roadmap for them so that there is very little thinking that they have to do but then they have recurring content that they can create every couple days and they just pull a new theme from it and we'll update that thing every couple months and just drum it up with new content ideas so that they can just pull and go Um, it makes it a lot easier for them I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So ready to make a hard shift? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So in your role, I'm assuming that you, you know, you're keeping tabs on the latest and greatest in marketing trends. So what are you seeing that you're excited about that isn't related to AI? Oh, <laughs> um, well, I'm obsessed with what AI is doing, but what's not AI driven is actually what we're doing with content. And I would say the the opportunity that's available right now for LinkedIn marketing is huge. Like LinkedIn is has taken this shift from being just a digital resume to being a content driver for us. And being able to have thought leaders that are on our team, like Mark Wolber, our CRO, um, we got we got Zeke Lucas who is is our uh, SDR lead and he drives up some really awesome content. Uh, Willie Jackson starting to post a lot of good stuff as well. Catherine Spear is leading our dynamic leader series. Um, so they're driving content through LinkedIn and the engagement's insane. Like I would say every post is anywhere from like sixty to a hundred likes right off the gate, and then it just continues to build traffic and build traffic. And if you're adding links and resources that are available to people, it's just going to create this great long tail of, of impact. And so our focus is content and like we create videos that then turn into blog articles that then turn into social posts that then turn into short clips. And it just creates this great engine that just drives engagement and drives thought leadership. And I feel like we're, we're not an early adopter of this, but I feel like we're kind of in that, like that, that we're pre-adopt, like before everybody's getting on it, like Facebook, like I feel like we're, we're right before that cusp and now is like the best time to jump on it. Um, and I think long form content is going to also reign supreme because chat GPT and all of that, not to like derail, but they need to pull content from somewhere to get those resources and that knowledge. And so SEO is going to take a completely new shift on how AI scrapes your website for content 
to pull resources from your pages. So even though SEO is going to slightly change in how like Google pulls search engines or search keywords, AI is still going to very much use that information to cite, to use as reference, like that kind of stuff is going to be really impactful too. No, I think you touched on a lot of really great stuff, but I think that a lot of folks really underutilize LinkedIn and they think of it like, oh, it's like Facebook for business. It's not. No. It's it's so much more. Yeah. And Um, I think people that are able to talk about the realm of their business, but with a personal aspect to it, like not getting too in-depth of like, like, here's my family photos and my kids vacation, but more of here is how I am being a professional leader, but also that happens to be a parent or a partner. Um, and having that viewpoint brought into a very, like in some cases, dry content. Otherwise it takes it from having a list of like, here are the top five reasons that I love, uh, marketing to, here are the top five reasons as a dad that I love marketing that does this. And it like it personalizes it, it gets people able to connect with it, but it also informs in a really like good way that people want to see that content over and over. I, that's really important, that personalization aspect and making it and being going back to transparency, but the idea of transparency and even vulnerability, really being able to make that human connection that otherwise as you said, just is really dry cor- corporate content, but making it something relatable that someone can actually, you know, read and see or engage with and be like, I identify with or identify with you as a person. So oh, very cool. Did you know that I'm an author? That's right. I have a new book out, The Inbound Marketing Machine, Unlock the Secrets to B2B Marketing Strategies That Convert. While marketing teams struggle to agree on what strategy actually looks like, this book gives you a holistic framework for content creation and distribution that converts more contacts, nurtures more leads, and benefits the bottom line. Get your copy exclusively on Amazon. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free today. So speaking of AI and ChatGPT, um, what are your thoughts I mean, I, I love where AI is going. Um, I worked for a chatbot company before Rent Dynamics. Uh, before that, I worked for a data analytics company that employed AI. Um, so for the last five years, I mean, even before that, when I was at, at Compass, like there was an AI aspect that we brought in for leasing or for um, listings, and so. The implementation, like the the way that you can imply data into insights, I think is probably going to be the most important thing for AI to be utilized for. Like being able to have something tell you what something means in a more digestible fashion, be it an article, be it your actual data numbers. Like one of the things that I I tried doing is I entered in one of my reports because I wanted to create some like very high level summaries that I just, I was in a brain fog. I'm like, I don't know how to summarize this. Can chat do it? And so I entered in all of my lines. I entered in, here's the data points that I have for this. And I said, can you summarize this in three bullet points of the benefits of this? And they, bullet one was 
how is month over month comparing and the impact that it's causing. Uh, uh, Bullet two was where's the trend that we're seeing and what are we projected to see in month four? Um, And then the final one was here are some resources to fix the downward trend that we had in one of our lines. And I didn't have to come up with any of that. It like it automatically read this data set for me and translated it into something that I wanted to know. So being able to like understand what prompts to ask your AI is really going to be a skill set that people are going to have to employ like now versus um, five years from now. And so that part I'm really excited about. The other side of stuff is just like content and I don't use it to write the content, but I use it to ideate the content. And I I have like ADHD mind. I have a thousand things that are constantly going in my head, but I don't have like a good filter. And ChatGPT is that filter for me. And so I can ask ChatGPT, here are 15 ideas that I came up with while I was on the treadmill which one do you think has the most opportunity to build long form content with? And it will pick the top three and it will give me summaries of where I can take that content. And then instead of me coming into the office and being like, okay, I have 15 pieces of content, which one am I going to focus on? I come into the office with three pieces of content, the direction that I'm taking those three pieces of content, and then I'm, I'm off to the races. So, I think there's a lot of opportunity there too for ideation versus like creation. Yeah. I, one of the things we've talked about with some other folks is about, you know, like chat GPT and like the way it could, you know, possibly, I don't want to say replace, but augment junior copywriters and things like that. But there's so much utility as you're talking about with ideation, coming up with topics, coming up with high level summaries, really just that we've been using it. I've been using it around yeah, organizing thoughts and getting getting more direction, uh, using it as inspiration for various pieces of content or thinking like, gosh, I want to make a video. Can't quite get my thoughts together. What are the top mm-hmm. three points to run with? So, and it also, just a quick aside, it sounds like you have become the master of prompts for ChatGPT. I so I, I I love testing where I can ask things, and so like figuring out how phrasing a question option A and option B generate two completely different prompts. Um, it's also helps me in my communication skill because you need to be very specific with ChatGPT. It is not something that infers or or assumes. It will give you the exact output that you're asking for, and however you. So if you're not specific with it, the content will show. And it's really funny because you can see these blog posts that are coming out from people that are like, all of a sudden they go from zero to 60. They're posting every single day. They got social and then they have a link to their blog and their blog has 15 paragraphs and all of this stuff. And you can, you can read through the first paragraph and be like, this wasn't written by a human. This is like, there's no personalization. There's like, there's weird grammar syntax and like there's some things that just don't fit. Um, whereas like somebody that writes two two paragraphs for their blog article that has just as much meat as the 15, I feel like has a little bit better impact. Yeah, no, very much so. So what are some other use cases that you're seeing for AI and oh, GPT? Um, one is, is so I... 
I had a I had a controversial post um, a few like a month or so ago about where Chat GPT is going to cause some things to be obsolete, and um, I would say the way that this is being fixed is like chat bots that how now have the integration for chat GPT built within the chat bot. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. I think turning your website into a mini chat GPT because you have a drift or you have an intercom or you have like, like better bot or you have, um, who else have I talked to? Zuma or Nurture Boss or whoever. Like you have these abilities to like incorporate ChatGPT in there. But I think one of the things that is going to be really important is like understanding where those guardrails need to be placed. Um, if you put too many guardrails on it, it's going to be irrelevant to even have ChatGPT integrated with you because you ask it a question, it's still going to kick back being like, I don't understand the prompt. Um, please ask one of these three questions or click on the button that most relates to what you might want to look to. Um, but if you open it up too far, you can have somebody go completely down the rabbit hole and throw off your metrics because they're using your website as their chat GPT engine for everything that they would have questions on versus questioning about your product. And within multifamily, it's really interesting because I haven't seen anybody do this yet. So I'm hoping that when this thing goes live, either A, somebody started doing it or B, they use this for inspiration to start doing it. Um, and opening up chat GPT so that one, you can use it to translate your chatbot into any language. So when you ask chat GPT to respond to you in um, Finnish or French or Italian or whatever, it will respond to you in perfect French and Italian. Um, I won't understand it, but the person that's asking it to be like, Hey, I speak Italian. Can you speak Italian back? That should be first prompt number one when a chatbot pops up, because right now, most of them only give you the English version. You might be lucky to get a Spanish version in this like US. You might be able to get French in Canada. Um, but not a lot of them have like language variations that easily toggle through. So having that translation right there is going to be awesome. The other piece that's really interesting for multifamily specific is being able to ask about a community that surround or like the neighborhood around your community or apartment building. So instead of it having to like you go to a very like boilerplate, this is in South Lake Union, Seattle, it overlooks the lake in a very beautiful way. It's west facing views are amazing. It's east facing views are the mountains, like whatever boilerplate. You ask ChatGPT, it will give you a very great summary that pulls from so many other resources than just that one website. So you can get more context as to what it's like to live there. Um, I did a test in ChatGPT and I asked, uh, what is this neighborhood like? And what's the crime reports that happen up? It pulled blotter, uh, crime blotter reports into neighborhood information saying that in the last six months there's been zero disturbances based off of this kind of summary and it gave me the whole insight that i would want for that neighborhood if we wanted to move there it told me about the schools told me about the restaurants it told me about the nearest hospital it was really cool um but then there's also the uh the fair housing side of stuff sorry i'm going long-winded on this but i love it um 
the fair housing stuff is also something that we're going to have to figure out how we place those filters in with questions and prompts to make sure that we're recognizing all the different class types and and um, profiles and everything because we don't want anybody to be offended. We don't want anybody to be marginalized. And so creating those filters that will limit your profile responses a little bit. And then so figuring out what's the legality of incorporating something like that so that it doesn't put you in a legal risk is also going to be really important. Sorry. Yeah. I'm very excited about how you can incorporate AI into just even just daily functions for Q&A. No, this is absolutely brilliant. And I, I really appreciate your enthusiasm. And I, I wish more folks were really, you know, kind of conceptualizing what you can really, how you can best utilize AI. And I feel like for so many folks, they're still feeling like, oh, this is, the, the, we're just towing into the future. And it's like, no, 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 this is the thing we already have. Start mm-hmm. figuring out how to best, how to best harness this. Um, so in terms of other technology, and, and I think this is our last question, what cool. other tech have you found indispensable in your marketing efforts? One second, I'll show you. Um, so this is a combination that I swear by. Um, I write a lot of stuff down. I do my web flows in my notebook. I do note taking in my notebook. But in order to make sure I don't lose it or forget it or I can start using it properly, I take a photo of it and it uploads into whatever system I'm using. And I can then easily wireframe something in Figma because you can have, like you take a picture of a wireframe that you draw, Figma will turn it into a perfect wireframe for you. Like that kind of stuff is so fun and it keeps you very creative. So I'm low tech and high tech at the same time, but I would say pen and paper is a piece of tech that I will never get rid of and it's indispensable. No, love it. Love it, love it, love it. So we covered a lot of ground today. Is there anything else before we wrap it up? Um, I'd love to know like what, what are a couple of businesses that you've seen any industry, um, that is really pushing the envelope marketing wise that people can like, look into further. Oh gosh. I wish I had some really clever answers, you know, for, like, for smaller businesses that are doing something that are really revolutionary. Um, but I've been really intrigued with businesses that are focusing on building communities uh, and how they're best able to harness those. So one of those that I've been really impressed with is Loom. Uh, Loom has been doing a really good job about to foster community and putting themselves out there in a way that is very earnest and very personable. Um, and, and I should say they have invited me to be one of the first people as part of their community and sent me a nice swag bag. So I might be a little, oh, might be a little Loom, if here. you're listening to this, when it goes live, pick me next. We, we <laughs> incorporated through our entire company for training resources. Tag me. <laughs> yeah, I think they've been doing a really great job. Um, even though they're kind of mammoth, I do appreciate what HubSpot does with their marketing and how they kind of leverage throughout the whole life cycle, uh, everything from HubSpot Academy through what they do with their inbound conference to um, just the massive amount of content engine they put out there, um, even how they've been shifting how they use LinkedIn via leveraging um, 
oh gosh, what's his name? Kyle Jepson to be there, you know, from leading HubSpot Academy to now to be this chief evangelist. Um, that's been really fascinating as well. Uh, so those, those are kind of the few that I'm like, oh man, you guys are doing the right things. Those are, those are great ones. I love what HubSpot does because they create content that in some cases has absolutely nothing to do with their product sets, but they do it in a way that ties back to their product, either just by having a blog article on it or like being that, like that resource that you just didn't know was a resource all the time. But anytime I, I like type something into Google, somehow HubSpot already has an article for it and it's really cool. Um, I want to also throw out Figma because one of the things that I really love that they do is they have team members that their sole focus is just using the product and producing content about them using the product. They have like just amazing user content that you would, or user content, it's like it's staff members that are using the product in a really unique way but that's creating user style content. And I love that process. I think that is so, so ingenious. So yeah, that's the third one I want to throw out. Awesome. I appreciate you having my back there with the third one. So, yeah. <laughs> so I guess that is, that is it for today, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being one of our guests. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to it going live. So am I. So uh, on that note, if you want to follow up with Trevor, please find Trevor Park on LinkedIn. Uh, he would love to connect with you. And oh gosh, I would love to connect with you too. You know, just say hey. So um, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning into the All Down Awesomeness podcast. Uh, we will see you next week.